This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Welcome to Mercy Talk. We're so excited to be back with you guys. And if it's been a while since you've been with us, or if you're joining us for the first time, we are on week two of our brand new series called How Do We Respond? And um, we just wanted to focus in this series um, really on some different topics, but the overall arching theme is, as the body of Christ, how do we respond uh, in love to our neighbors, our friends, brothers and sisters, uh, and how do we do a better job of uh, serving them and maybe even looking at ways that we thought we were serving them and actually it's hurting them. Yeah. We're going to talk about that today. So how can we be motivated to better respond to others in love? And we'll cover topics um, all the way from singleness, which is what we're going to do today. And we are so excited to divorce, special (laughs) needs. Sorry, I wasn't (laughs) laughing on that. It's (laughs) ill-timed, but but yes, a, a, a wide variety of topics. But again, the overall arching thing theme is the same, that this is really not a conversation of morality or right or wrong, uh, but this is really a conversation of how can we, how can we love each other better? Yeah. And before you go like, wait, I'm sorry, what? You're going to do nine weeks on the same topic? Well, then you haven't been listening. That's you true. You don't know that we That's could true. talk about lots of things. That's true. Good point. <laughs> also, yeah. um, like Rachel said, we're going to hit a very unique topic every single week. So it's the conversation is going to shift drastically from week to week, depending on what it is that we're talking about. And as Rachel said, I mean, we're going from unplanned pregnancy to special needs to mental health to infertility and loss. And, and obviously each of those topics and each of the people involved in those different topics have very unique needs, very unique life experiences. And our goal is to kind of, first of all, like, let's talk about just like, how do we empathize with people? How do we get a little bit more of a window into the world of people who find themselves in these different um, life situations? But also, how do we very, very practically love them well? And what we've done, and today is no exception to that, um, what we've done is we've actually either we're going to be bringing in guests or we have sought out the inside of people who have walked these very roads themselves because we're not going to sit here and be like, yeah, here's how you, you know, love someone who's walked through divorce when none of the three of us have ever walked through divorce. Like, yeah, yeah. we pulled in some people and sought insight from people who've walked that road. So this is not coming from a place of like our opinions. This is coming from people who've actually walked through this themselves. Yeah. And our our overall kind of if we had a theme verse for this series and we never do theme verses, but if we did have one yeah. for this series, <laughs> It's 1 Peter 4, 8, which says, most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. And we're all about practicality here, so we're not going to be like, just love them, love them better. Like, we are going to get into some really nitty-gritty specifics of that. And so, with that being said, today we're going to be just diving into a topic that I would say as a whole, as a whole, the body of Christ hasn't done an awesome job of handling, like, super well, and it is the topic of singleness, um, and more specifically, how the church has responded to singles within the body of Christ, and really why that matters and why that's important. Um, but before we move on, I feel like I should maybe explain why and how you're hearing my voice 
today, <laughs> especially for any of you who might happen to like follow me on social media or see pictures, you know that um, we're recording this show in advance, and in theory, yesterday I should have had a baby. Yes! <laughs> That's the game plan. So when you're listening to this, uh, well, I'm, I guess if you're listening to this on the day that it posts, um, I'm probably uh, in the hospital. Yeah. So uh, that is not, in fact, where I am today. If you're listening to this on May 9th, uh, we are recording this in advance um, because this was a topic that I was like, listen, I'm real passionate about this one. Yeah. I would love to be part of this conversation. So, yeah, we were pre recording. Yeah. Yes. So, but you went we'll on a secret the there. Too, maybe the so. Maybe. We hope so. Talk about that for a while. Yeah. But. Um, I am so glad that we're talking about this. I'm going to go ahead and say that I am not comfortable with the word singleness, so I've decided to just Ooh, say being, be a long being day. single. I know, okay. just me saying it. I, <laughs> okay. I hear it fine. Okay. It's just when just I have to say it, it, it doesn't seem right. Okay, so gotcha. that's so all you do. You spice it up a little bit. Thank you for that. <laughs> so basically, I mean, a lot of times the discussion about being single means that we're talking about it like it's a disease, you know, <laughs> the singles ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we'll send you over here mm-hmm. to be taken care of, i.e. F- get married. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they'll be like, Jim's single. Yeah, I think he's 20 years older than me. That's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. You should be married. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, truthfully, like we treat it like it's kind of um, the holy grail. Like that's the end result. Oh, you're single. We can fix that. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, I mean, and while some people who are single may want to get married, that's not necessarily the end game here of being in relationship with people. Okay. So, um, you know, basically the question is when we started having conversations with some of our single friends was, you know, how do you best feel loved, seen, heard, represented, represented, mm-hmm. valued, um, so yeah. sorry, the Southern came out deep on that one. It. Represented. And so, <laughs> anyway, bless. Okay. And so, uh, but you know, the goal is not marriage. And mm-hmm. I think we do forget that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, marriage is really uh, on the earthly side. And the Bible's pretty clear that being single is not a disease. It talks about not, that. Not a, not, yeah. not a disease. Um, and so really the question is how can we kind of shift our paradigm from an earthly one to one that looks more at, you know, the kingdom of God, the big picture. Yeah. And um, and so with that being said, our very own Melanie Wise, who when you hear this will have had a baby um, and is currently not single, but she's going to share a little bit of her story. Mel- yeah. Melanie Wise is going to get on her soapbox. And <laughs> now. Yes. <laughs> now, I'm honestly like, I don't want to share. I mean, there's... Uh, there's not a lot of my own personal story that I care to dive into other than I've, I kind of walked this road for a season. Um, in that just, I was always older yeah. when I met my husband. Yeah. Um, we met when I was 32 and we got married when I was 33. Um, which actually honestly in today's day and age is not really that old. Um, right. but for all of you who, uh, went to the Christian college, of any Christian college in America, any you know, yeah. you know what happened because I went to a Christian school and uh, loved it, wonderful school, but definitely fell for the whole like, um, yeah, if you graduate and you haven't met your spouse, like, yeah, good luck, yeah, you're not gonna find someone. And I mean, I'm telling y'all, 22 year old Melanie was freaking out that I had wow. not found my spouse in college. It is so comical to think about right now, but all this to say. You know, I'm like, okay, well, I'm 22. Well, man, by the time I'm 25, I'll totally have met someone. Nope. Okay, like 27, there's no way I'm not going to have met someone. Nope. Okay, 
if I don't meet someone by the time I'm 30 years old, it's over, you know, and like 30 came and went. And, and so, um, yeah, like I did, I went through, I guess a full decade after college of being single and, you know, some of my very best friends right now, um, are, you know, in their mid to late thirties and still single, um, friends of mine here in Nashville. And I will say that I absolutely went to all of them. Shout out to all of my Fido girls. (laughs) Don't ask. It's a coffee shop anyway. I know what it means. Okay. So anyway, for those of you who know that you were part of gathering information for this show, man, they gave me some great insight. Because let me just tell you this much, and I just will say this going in, talking about being single at 23 is very different than Mm -hmm. talking about being single at 35 or 37. It's just different. Okay, And your frontal lobes developed by 35. Also that. That's helpful. So, I mean, there's just, there's, I'm not, I'm speaking a little bit more today kind of on those behalf for maybe a little bit later in life and single. I'm not saying this doesn't apply to 20 year olds too, but um, a lot of the challenges and things that we're going to talk through really also very specifically apply to people who are kind of getting older and maybe later in in life and still single. Um, And I will also go that it will also say that, um, you know, we're talking about people who've never been married, but I think a lot of what we're going to talk about today when I was thinking about it goes for people who've been divorced and are now single, maybe who are widowed, Mm -hmm. you know, people who are not currently married. Like I think so much of what we're going to cover today. Yeah. Covers it all. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned that going to a Christian college. So as you know, if you've been listening to this, you know, I'm a, a many generation preachers kid. Um, and I remember literally my dad, like I wanted to go to the Christian school that was affiliated with our denomination. And he was like, no, no. He was like, that's where people go to get their MRS degree yeah. and you're not, you know, and so, which was also weird being in a small church because it was weird if you were single, but then my dad was like, just go rule the world first and then you can mm-hmm. get married. So, which that's not what happened um, at all, nor would it have, uh, but you know what I mean? It's just kind of weird. But when you said that about Christian school, that was it. Like yeah. you went there and I knew people from church camp. And if y'all are listening, you definitely know who you are, who are like, no, no, I'm going there because mm-hmm. I will be married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like, that was, Jeez. you know, what was happening. And, and so it's funny, like the priority that we put on that. And I wonder how much of it is because of the expectation, the yeah. outside expectation, not just what we want yeah. on the inside. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's so true. So we're going to ask you some questions. Do it. All right. Let's do this. So. What would you say is probably one of the biggest misconceptions about someone who is single? Hmm. Just one? Uh, you A limit of 12. <laughs> okay. Y'all, I literally was Who's like, ready for a seven-hour podcast? Really Wait. time limit on this podcast because I'm going to get going. And, Look, somebody out um, there is like, go for yes. it. Yeah, it's true. Okay, so, you know, some of the things, the most, the biggest things that come to mind. Um Assuming that someone who is single is either completely satisfied in that place or completely dissatisfied in that place. Mm. Um, You know, people run the gamut. There are people who are single and who are totally fine with it and really like don't need you to be working on setting them up and Mm. don't need you to work on finding them a spouse. So there's those people. Then there's people who are single and you know what? Like they really would like to find someone. They'd really like to be married. And maybe that's a desire that they have. Don't assume either way, especially as people are getting older later in life. Sometimes people are like, oh, well, that person is 36 and single. So they probably that must just be what they want. Maybe not like Mm -hmm. or someone is, 
36 and single, you know, they probably just hate their life. Might not be the case. Yeah, like, right. don't assume. Have a conversation. Um, oh, so, so just so I'm clear, you should get to know them and have a relationship talk. with them. Oh, talk. okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Anyway. We have a training yes. on that, guys, uh-huh. if anybody uh-huh. wants to come to Empower. Which, again, a lot of these are assumptions that I would say. Like, another one is assuming that, you know, like a single person <clears throat> does or does not want to be set up. Like, oh, man, that's good. Yeah. I mean, because some people, like, some people do I mean I think there's this like stigma attached to it like yeah. oh, I don't want to talk to them about like setting them up because what if they think that I think this or that they should be married or they should no like sometimes they really like I mean I remember for me yeah. I was like I wish someone would set me up yeah. like I actually do yeah. but there are people out there who were like do not right like don't go there with me okay like I don't how want... do we find out what they want yeah, talk to um, <laughs> oh okay I, like you I feel like around. there's a theme yes have a conversation <laughs> Don't assume. <laughs> and here's the thing. If you know someone who's single and the desire, they have a desire to be married, like engage with them in that, like mm-hmm. pray for them. You know what? Tell them some of the awesome things about them, because I will tell you that when you're single and if it's something that you're, you know, like not cool with right now, like you can really start to think, well, here's all the reasons why I'm not. I mean, man, the enemy can have a heyday with you on all the things that are wrong with you and why you're single. Mm -hmm. And so encourage them. Tell them the awesome things that you see about them. I mean, maybe create social situations where they could actually meet another single person. Like, or just (laughs) set them up on a date. Like, again, I have successfully married off three couples. I just want to say that. That's a pretty good track record. I don't know that I married them off, but I did. So, we're going to give Brooke's contact information (laughs) out at the end of this show. If she's got a side hustle Because I can psychologically evaluate these people for you ahead of time. Yeah. You're welcome. That's actually actually important. Um, But yeah, I'm just saying, like, if that's something they desire, help them. And here's here's just a side note that I'm going to say. say it. Do I say this? Mm. Say it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> men of the church, it would be awesome if you could invest in and teach the younger men of the church. Um, either this is like from the stage or this is in a one-on-one mentoring relationship. I don't care how you do it. Like invest in the younger men and how to pursue and lead a woman because a lot of men have never seen that. Mm -hmm. They don't have an example of that. They don't even know what they don't know. That's good. And so I just, I'm just going to throw that out there as a woman. I know like, but truly like that would be awesome if, if older men in the church would start to invest and help younger men and knowing what that looks like and how to pursue in that. um, Anyway, um, and then the last thing I would say as far as just like maybe misconceptions, and this is, this is again, specific maybe more to single women, but I don't know. There's this balance that you have to strike because I think there's like such a, you know, women power. I can do everything on my own. I can, I don't need help from anybody. I don't need a man, you know, all that kind of thing. Right. But there's a lot of women out there who would welcome the assistance and the help of a dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, there's a lot of women out there who are like, I don't want to deal with my car. Yeah. I don't That's really know That's one of the car. reasons we do get married. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's nice. Uh, it's but, not a main but like, one, but I don't it's a solid with... middle ground there. Absolutely. It's really helpful. I mean, it really is. There's a practicality. Yeah. When Scott changes the oil in the car, I'm like, yeah, Price. this is good. That's what you do. Just... Yeah, thank you. And I mean, honestly, especially as women maybe get older and actually own a home. Mm-hmm. I don't know the stuff 
I just don't. And I'm not saying that you can't. I know there's women who do, and that is so great for you. But don't be weird about like, well, I don't know if I should offer to help them with something because will I offend them? Yeah. Like, just offer to help. You know, like just right. hey, you know, or or if you know that they have a need, like just like help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Those are just a few things. But again, I think there are some women who would be offended by some of these things and some who wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Just get to know them. Just have the conversations. Talk to them. Don't assume one way or the other. Looking about possibly starting a program for guys, the biblical principles and everything that you hear um, in this presentation can be used in a male program and and figure out how you're going to do that. We would love to train you and and tell you more about that. So feel free to go online and, and see or give us a call and ask for our director of outreach and we'll get you started on that. You know, I think that's that's so good, Mel. So I'm really curious. Uh, I say maybe that's not a good word, but following up on all those things, what are some things that made you feel maybe the most welcomed at a church, or what about in your church made you feel like you had a place at the table? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So um, I would say first of all, engage and encourage the single people in your life in the current season of life that they're living you know like make sure that they know and understand that they have purpose and they have meaning apart from marriage and family acknowledge those things call those things out um you know again like i already said i mean older men and women reach out to the younger singles in your church mentor them cheer them on pray for them encourage them encourage them not to settle you know it can be a really it can be a challenge especially if marriage and family is something that you desire it can be a challenge sometimes as someone who's being single to like really find your purpose you know apart from being a husband or a, or a mom or a dad or a wife or whatever so acknowledge what you see going on in their lives acknowledge the purpose that you see in their lives as singles yeah not like you're going to have a lot of purpose once you get married. Mm-hmm. You will have a lot of destiny on your right. life once you're a, once you're a dad or right. a mom. Like no, no, no. Acknowledge what you're seeing in their life. Affirm the value of their lives. Um, and it can just be easy. It can be so easy, especially in the church, for singles to feel like they're less than mm. because they don't have family. So, yeah, I'll just that's one thing that comes to mind. That's good. No, I, that's really good. And I, what also came up when you were saying that was just you know you were t- like letting them. Uh, honor the process in some yeah. ways basically like you know not the first date they go on like this could be the one <laughs> you know because there's a lot of crazy people out there and you know the pressure of wanting to be married and then being on a date and kind of that expectation that's already set yeah you know I don't know if that's I don't know just when you yeah. said that I just thought about how many times probably we've been like so excited and then we're like oh please don't date that person yeah. anymore yeah. could yeah. you stop because yeah. this so isn't good you, you know <laughs> so you know h- helping them guard their heart in the process when it's some when it's something they desire mm-hmm. very much you know mm-hmm. and we've all I mean if you've wanted to date you've been there and you've gotten excited and then been like oh that was a big disappointment yeah. and so just supporting them through that yeah absolutely anyway. it's good um another thing that comes to mind is just like invite them to be part of your life invite them over like they may not be super prone to invite you your spouse and your kids over to their house for dinner you know like that's just kind of a little weird but it doesn't mean that they don't want to be in your life mm-hmm. and and so like invite them into your home 
I don't care if you're having like mac and cheese for dinner. Mm-hmm. Like just invite them to be part of your family and don't assume that they don't want to hang out with your spouse and your kids. Just mm-hmm. invite them into your lives. And I would say, especially considering holidays, oh, um, especially for singles who maybe are far away from their families. If they don't have family nearby, holidays can be the worst. Like they can just feel so lonely because you're like, who am I celebrating this season mm-hmm. with? And let's just go ahead and say it. Is there anything worse than Valentine's Day? Like anything worse, know, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so one of the things that I've thought about is just like, what if, you know, even uh, here's an idea. What if you've got some single people in your life that you love, that are your friends? What if on one year for Valentine's, you just decide, you know what, Valentine's Day, like me and my spouse can celebrate that on the weekend, but Valentine's Day itself, we're going to have a girls' night. Yeah. We're going to have a guys' night. Yeah. Like, we're just going to, like, we're just going to hang out and it not be, oh, my God. I mean, because that was truly, like, one of, that was a miserable day. It was just a miserable it's day. It's still miserable. I mean, it is I still pretty miserable say, I get for mad. the world. Scott's like, should we stop talking? We're yeah. not celebrating this yeah. manufactured holiday. So- <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. so it can yeah. just be, a, it, it really, it can be a lonely life. And those, those um, holidays can sometimes really just be the saddest, most lonely times. And so, you know, consider just opening your home and inviting them in and, and really bringing them into your family. That's good. Um, I think people, there are, there are people that I can think of in my life who during my single years really made me feel like I was part of their family. Yeah. And that was yeah. huge. Yeah. That was huge. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I keep adding stuff, but this is really blowing my mind because I have a few friends that are very close friends that are single. And there were times that I would not invite them over when it was like me, Scott and the kid uh-huh. at the house. Cause I thought it would somehow make them uncomfortable mm. for them to come be, you know, like mm-hmm. with my family and that. And I, and I was like, why is this weird for me? And so me being the person I am, I shared that uh-huh. with them and they were like, no, like we want to come yeah. be a part of your family. And, and even at one point I had, I'd only would invite them over if it was just me or so. And they were like, is there a reason <laughs> Like, and I think they were asking because they thought maybe something was going on with me and Scott. And the realization was I was just trying to make you feel comfortable, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. instead of doing what. Yeah. So, I mean, thankfully, you know, we were able to have a conversation about it. But I think that assumption that someone single wouldn't want to be with your right. family. Yeah. Yeah. So but I anyway. to also say on the flip side of that. Yeah. Sometimes your single friends also just want to be friends with you. Like they want to be yeah. friends with you. Yeah. I'm not saying they don't want to be friends with, but like maybe every once in a while plan something where your kid's not going to be with you. Yeah. Like let's go have yeah. coffee, just you and me. Well, I mean, that's yeah. my goal Apart in from life my family. in like, general. Yeah. So try and do things. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. we get all, we have a lot of time together. Yeah. Our family and we love each other very so much. So both, I'm yeah. just saying both ends. Yeah. yeah. But it was really like, there was like, oh, we're eating dinner. We could invite somebody and I, and I wouldn't because I didn't want to yeah. make them feel uncomfortable because yeah. we were all together because normally we did just do things and they were like, no, I want to, I like your family. Right. I want to be, in, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. You know, so anyway, yeah. it just yeah. really made me think of that. You sharing that. No, yeah. I think that's okay. I'm sorry. I'm interjecting here too. Uh, I think so many times we can get in this um, state that like, I need to just hang out with people that are in the same life stage as me. And I think that is such a, number one, you're missing out. Like you yourself are missing out on the beauty and the fullness of being in a a diverse community. Like we need people in our lives who are single, married, widowed, divorced, you know, older, younger than you. Because if you're only hanging out with people and I'm speaking specifically to, and I say this with love because I'm in this group, but to mamas like yes you need people that can sympathize with you but you also need people who can give you like 
who are outside outside of, of that yeah. it give you some perspective and yes. um, I just you know I've, yes. I've heard that and I've said that from my mouth I just need to hang out with people in my life stage and it's like actually I need some people who are going to remind me yeah. of what I need to hear I also need people in my life who are going to challenge me and shape me and um, it's just not a true reflection of even like the community and the body of Christ when you're only hanging out with people that look and sound and act like you so, yeah. I'm sorry. I mean I think the older that I get good. the more I'm like you gotta have both Yes, I'm realizing yes. it's not great when you have no one in your life stage mm-hmm. and it's not great when you only have people in your life stage yeah. so you know I, in my earlier <clears throat> years of singleness like I lived in Franklin, Tennessee and went to a Williamson County church and there were no singles oh I, mean, I was it like was, yeah the, I think everybody there gets married at two of us 12. I think yeah. there were two singles in our entire <laughs> church so that was hard that was really really hard um and so, but, but then I, the Lord kind of brought some community into my life of, of girls like my age who were single and that was so life giving, but I also wanted to be in relationship with people who were married and had kids. Like I wanted it, I wanted it all. Like, I think it's really important to have both. Um, and so there's one thing that just popped into my mind. I didn't mention, you know, about inviting them into your family and holidays and things like that. Let me just say that sometimes Sunday mornings are just mm. the worst. They're the worst for people who are single. Right. Um, I'm not, listen, please everyone out there know that I'm speaking from a perspective of me, but I'm also speaking from a lot of my friends' perspectives as well. It can be so, so lonely because mm. Sundays can just feel so much about like family and people are coming in as families and taking their kids to nursery and this and sitting with their spouse or sitting with their kid. And it can just feel so incredibly isolating. And so, man, like invite them to sit with you, invite them to lunch, like mm. invite them and don't let them be like, you know, one of like, we can just come in and leave and no one ever mm-hmm. knows. Yeah. Um, so I think that's important. And then the last thing I'll say about this specific question is that if you are in like close relationship with someone who is single, please don't be afraid to talk to them mm-hmm. about it. That's like it can feel like such a weird taboo topic. Like I don't want to, I don't want to bring up that they're single because what if that really makes them sad? Yeah. Well, if they're sad, they're already sad. Like you bringing it up, <laughs> yeah. isn't going to be like, Oh, I haven't thought about the fact that I'm single. Like, thank you. Like that's not going to happen. So um, I will say that I just felt like a lot of times people like thought this was this super taboo topic. I shouldn't bring it up because it might make them really upset or sad or feel inferior. No, like, engage them in the conversation. They may be like, Hey, you know what? I don't really want to talk about it. Okay, cool. But sometimes they may be like, no, I really am struggling. I'm having a really hard time. I do want to talk about it. Yeah. So engage them in the conversation, at least offer the conversation. Yeah. So that's good. That's the last thing. That's good. We have more. Can you, are you good? Yeah. All right. Bring it. I just feel like she's like, I got so much more. (laughs) Um, Okay, so what are some specific things that people should not say or do to their single friends Um. slash relatives um, (laughs) that they may currently believe is helpful? I'm going to go with number one. Hey, Christmas dinner, don't ask who you're dating. Listen, don't get me started on this list. Uh, Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, There is nothing that got under my skin more than people who would indicate or say things that indicated that I was being too picky. Oh, that would really, really, really make me like very angry. Um, or people, yeah, I mean, very few people said said it, but they would say, they would say something to the effect of like, Oh, well you're 30 and single. I mean, you know, you gotta know, like you're not going to find 
the perfect per-. and I'm like oh don't you even begin like you're to just indicate. sitting in a dark closet watching 27 waiting for Jesus for, to yeah, come into the, the room that's yeah. right yeah um, but also <laughs> there's an assumption sometimes that like you're not putting yourself out there enough. oh gosh yeah right. please don't can that be true for some people 100 oh, yeah. percent some but. people are being too pip- picky some people aren't putting themselves out there but do not assume that because someone is single that they're not so that Um, conversation should come only with someone you know very well after a lot of prayer that you want to place that you're like i'm getting the sense that do you want to sure okay just please don't assume (laughs) um also please don't assume that since they don't have family that they don't have responsibilities or oh, don't have a life. That is good, um, yeah. Because I have seen countless single men and women get completely burned out by the church specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, or even maybe even in their workplaces because people are like, well, you don't have kids to go home to. You don't have a spouse that you got to take care of or whatever. So, like, it's okay. It's okay that they stay late. It's okay <laughs> that they're working on the weekends. Yes. It's okay, what? especially within yes. the context of the church. Well, they can volunteer. They don't really have as much responsibility. Yes, I mean, I so not the case. Um, so that that is one thing also I think that drives me bonkers. Um, I would also say that it's important to remember that dating, well, two things, dating in your 30s is very different than dating in your 20s. So for all of you who got married in your 20s and you have single friends who are in their 30s, mm-hmm. don't assume that it's the same thing. Mm. It's well, very different. Just if it's been... 10 years well that's what I was going to say too is that dating in 2019 is also very different than dating in 2000 so if you're trying to pull on your experiences of dating 10 20 years ago and putting that on someone who's dating today uh, it's not it's not helpful it's 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 different it's a different landscape yeah um with I mean y'all I met my husband on tinder yeah and I mean I still sometimes get responses from people who got married 10 15 years ago when they were 25 years old you know it's kind of like oh that makes me uncomfortable that you met someone on the internet and got married. Yeah. This is 2019. Yeah. I mean, this is part of the landscape. Yeah, that I was we're about to say in. the last five people I've known to get married, I all have met online. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a world out there, guys. It's Explore true. it. Yeah, it's so true. But I mean, it's just like overall, and just yeah. just the dating in that stage of life is very different than mm-hmm. dating when you're right out of college. It just mm-hmm. is. And so just yes. don't assume that you know or that you get it or that you understand or that like you know the way it should work for yeah. people. Yeah. Um, to me, hopefully, if you got married young, you have been humbled <laughs> oh, enough. Yes. Yeah. And I want to tell you something. I have a fantastic marriage and my husband is wonderful and yeah. I would not be near the person I am today without him lining me out on multiple occasions. But thinking that it was a great idea to get married at the age of 23 is crazy. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, anybody who's kind of like, I have arrived because I was oh, married younger, gosh. like, yeah. no. I think you should pray through some things. Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not <laughs> I mean, saying it's true. And I will say as yeah. testimony, there's a lot to be said about getting married later in life. Mm-hmm. I will say yeah. I feel like my husband and I yeah. actually got to uh, bypass a lot of pain Absolutely. and agony that yeah, those sure. who got married at 23 yeah. had to go through. So individual counseling versus you. couple counseling is nice. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, okay, y'all. I got I got one that I really got to say here. Say it. Um, there are exceptions to this. I'm going to say this on the front end, okay? This is not how everybody thinks. But as a general rule, most singles, and honestly, almost Almost every single person I know, whether 23 or 33, Mm -hmm. do not like to be, quote unquote, singled out Mm -hmm. in the church. Um, Again, I don't want to say this as a blanket statement. 
But for most people that I know, they don't want to be part of a singles ministry. (laughs) They don't want to be like in their own singles, small groups. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them. Okay. But I'm not, I'm also not saying that's the ultimate answer. And there's probably a ton of singles that want nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So and again, maybe earlier in life, uh, maybe maybe in your earlier 20s, that's a little more appealing to you. But as a general rule, especially as people start getting older, that's just not really that appealing. They don't want to be put in their own like as if like here are all the lepers over here in their own community because they need to only be with each other and know each other. And they need to all get set up with one another. And they no, like they just want that. Right. By and large, most of the singles that I know are like, no, we just want to be a person like a normal person um not like the outcast of the church and we want to be in ministries with married people and we want to be in small groups with married people and we want to be in the whole community as a whole not set apart Mm -hmm. in this different one Mm -hmm. and so again i just i'm not trying to say that that's the case for everyone and if you're like a church leader and you're like but we have a great singles ministry that's wonderful because there probably are plenty of people who do actually want to be part of that but don't assume that that's the answer in mm. your community, in your church, or for every single person that you know. You just need to get involved in a singles ministry. I literally <laughs> would have punched someone in the face. <laughs> so that's that's me, really like, good. That's like the last thing I want to be part of. So oh again. So leave the doors open for if somebody is like, no, I think I'm going to go do this life group over yeah. here or whatever. Which I just realized I don't think my church has a singles ministry, which I'm now many, very impressed I with. I'm kind of not sure if they do. Yeah. I could be wrong. I don't know if. It's well, it's Nashville, so like sure. it's ninety percent of everyone single. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, the last thing I'll say. I know so, we got to wrap this thing no, up, y'all. But the last thing I would say is, is please, it would be so appreciated if you would stop with the cliche statements oh, and like scriptures, um, such as <laughs> my my all time favorite was, you know. It was really when I stopped looking for a spouse that the Lord sent my, mm-mm, don't, don't. That accent is just perfect. Oh, that line. Yes. Do not with that. So or if you would just delight yourself oh. in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. No, stop. Uh, stop <laughs> indicating that I am a desperate, like all I can think about is finding a spouse. And if I would just stop doing that, if I would just stop wanting the thing that I want, uh, the Lord would bring him along or that if I'm if you will just delight yourself in him because clearly you're not he'll give you that that's, thing like that's right. just yeah please you're not married yet because you haven't delighted in right him. right in you haven't delighted. I delighted in the Lord when I was 23 and that's why he gave me but you know like yeah. no like oh, just please. Bad theology. Yeah. yeah just I don't with the cliche that's stuff really, I, I forget uh, that people say that thank yeah. you for bringing that back I yeah know, man that's oh, painful um or just I don't know anything just, I, I think my biggest thing is just stop making assumptions, engage in the conversation, invite them into your life. Don't treat them like they're like some other breed or some outsider. Um, yeah, I just, I, I think th- that's the overall gist of where I would go with all of it today. So that's, that's so good. good. Thank yeah. you, yeah, thanks, yeah. Mom. Melanie, for sharing your story with us. Everything you said today was very helpful and I was having revelation as we went so some people got to hear me through that process Um, but you know we hope everybody found today's episode really helpful and as we dive into the series if you have any feedback 
which by the way, I personally really like feedback or ways that you'd like to share how you found this episode. Um, we would just be so encouraged by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel free to send us an email at mercy talk at mercy multiplied.com. Um, and, or if you have ideas for the show too, right? We always like to hear Absolutely. what people want to hear about. Um, and we will see you next week. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.